Welcome to another edition of Splitting Hairs with Max and Nikki. As usual, I'm Max. And I'm Nikki. And together we're Max and Nikki. On today's edition of Splitting Hairs, we'll be discussing physical media versus digital media uh, with relationship to movies, music. TV shows, music. Mainly music. Mainly though. music. Um, yeah, and, mainly music. And to help us discuss this uh, battle, I suppose, if you will, is, uh, uh, is comedy booker and music aficionado. Comedy booker and comedy producer. And actually music, uh, music, music booker, actually, right? And music booker and CD collector. Very important to say on that. Jeff Zamaria. You guys left out good friend. Oh, um, well, we didn't leave that. We didn't leave that. Uh, um, no, and uh, very close friend, Jeff Zamaria. So there you go. Hi, say hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Um, okay, and that's about it. Well, um, thanks, thanks for, for being on the show. You. Thank you for having me. Okay, um, but before, before we go into the topic at hand, we have some station business to take care of. We've First got a big off, show coming yeah. up this Monday, November 20th. Um, at Under St. Mark's Theater in the East Village in Manhattan, New York. Uh, we ha- It's Vintage Basement with Max and Nikki, uh, the, ne- the November edition. And we got a great lineup for that. What do we got? Who do we got, guys? We got Judah Friedlander. Ooh. We got Sean Patton. Mm-hmm. We got Ben Kronberg. Mm-hmm. And we also got Melissa Villasenor. Yeah. Uh, so and that's the main reason why Jeff is out here. Uh, Jeff co-produces right the show with us. Learn from me comedy. Uh, if you haven't checked out one of his shows, you are you should definitely check them out. He's got he produces another show in Los Angeles called No Big Deal. No Big Deal every first Thursday of the month, and he's got plenty of shows in San Francisco going on all the time. Usually at Doc's Lab SF. Is that that's correct in North Beach, San Francisco? That is correct. Um, now, uh, but um, the, the, the most recent one will be Vintage, Vintage Basement. Basement with Max and Nikki coming and up. And where Monday can people buy tickets? People can buy tickets at maxandnikki.com or horsetrade.info. Again, that's maxandnikki.com or horsetrade.info. Um, anyway, uh, and it starts at 9 p.m. Don't be late. Uh, moving on to other station business, do we have anything else? Oh uh, yeah, uh, Jeff. I, you wanna, wanna, I do want to mention one sponsor. We're sponsored by Kool Aid. Kool Aid. Kool Aid. Oh yeah. Mm, you did oh, it wrong. You did it wrong. No, I said it three times and I said, oh yeah. It's like this. I think it should be two. Times. Brought to you by Kool Aid. Kool Aid. Oh no, oh, no. It's yeah. like the, oh, oh it's like this. It's like brought to you by Kool Aid. Kool Aid. Kool Aid. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's, that's not what I. That's what I did. What I did. What I did. No, no. But you went Kool Aid. Kool Aid. Kool Aid. As opposed to oh yeah. We're sponsored by Kool Aid. Kool Aid. Kool Aid. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Anyway, obviously, uh, if you've been listening to the past few episodes, we've been talking about uh, the latest episode of Curb Enthusiasm, or the latest in, in, in this week's in the in this past week's episode of Curb Enthusiasm. And this episode will be no different. We're going to talk uh, for a brief moment about Curb Enthusiasm. So, um, if you haven't seen it yet, and you do watch Curb Enthusiasm, maybe fast forward. Oh, two, two three, three minutes. minutes. Dominic, I know you're listening, and we're going to try to keep it to two to three minutes. Okay. Um, so, what'd you, Jeff, did you see this last episode of Green Reviews, by the way? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, I've been watching it. Yeah, it's good. Did you see this latest edition? Uh, Namaste. That's the one. Namaste. Oh, yeah, you did. Right. What did you think? What do you think about what do you think about Curb Enthusiasm this season so far? Uh, I think it's just like every other season so uh, far. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. A little bit differently, actually. But we've already uh, discussed it in past episodes. What no, it's great. How cool is it to make a show that doesn't have to be topical? And uh, I mean, that show could have that could have been season yeah, whatever. What do I know? That show could have been right. season two, and it's the same thing. Uh, I like it. I love it. I think it's great. But no, there's no I, distinguishing. I do too. There's really for me. as we've discussed in the past season, uh, this past yeah, past episode of Splitting Hairs. There's a little bit of like he's a little bit more aware of what how people perceive how people him. perceive him in these shows and like what he thinks so he how, plays to that he plays that like i can see him playing to that a little bit too much you know i guess so i mean like i've i've seen all the episodes but you guys have probably like watched it more than i have or paid attention to it more like i you no, know, I, I, can, I, can, I can see that. But then, of course, he would have to at this point. Like, Yeah, I mean, it's also been six years, too. unavoidable, too. Yeah, it's him. unavoidable to not have social conventions be cheesy for him at this point. Right, you know, but whatever. there are also some, uh, just in, like, sort of the, in the cinematography, uh, as we've discussed in the past, there's a, there's a few shots. It's less documentary-like, like, like it, the first. It, it's almost, yeah, he's, it's almost a little too clean-looking at times, sometimes. I don't know. Huh. Um it's it's a little more cinematic, if you will. Right, um, right, right. Which kind of takes you away from like this whole everyday kind of a thing, you know. But that said, the last episode was very funny in a lot of ways. Um, JB Smoove was very funny in the episode. Uh, Larry David was very funny in the episode. And uh, what do you think of Lauren Graham, guys? She's okay. Actually, her Lauren son in the episode was the really son funny. was really funny. He's like being a, a real dick and Call, really funny. says that he. He has, uh, he's on the spectrum of Asperger's, Asperger's but <laughs> some of the things he's he thinks saying he's really just funny. a dick. Yeah. yeah. That's really funny. Anyway, um, not much else to really talk about in this episode. Um, so let's move on to the topic at hand. Physical, Physical media, media. Oh. as in CDs or DVDs versus just having it digitally uh, or streaming. On MP3 or, or uh, Wave or uh, M. M4V or, you know, dot move or something like that. Tangible, non-tangible. Or non-tangible. Tangible, non-tangible. And we'll start off with music because that's, you know, I think that is a big strength for all of us. And uh, Jeff, what do you prefer? Oh, I prefer CDs. Over any other uh, physical form, why do you prefer prefer CDs? And also, as opposed to what vinyl even, actually. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Why do you prefer CDs to vinyl or cassette tapes or... Um, any um, I guess I prefer CDs because I don't really, I don't, in terms of how I listen to music, I don't really lie to myself. Like I know it's cool to collect vinyl, but like I'm, I grew up buying CDs. I, you know, I don't put a record on and listen to it. You know what I mean? Like I buy CDs. Yes. And then I put it on my iPod and I listen to it when I walk to work, but I still buy the CD as opposed to downloading it for like $4 cheaper. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just cause I, have already been collecting CDs that I was like, yeah, why not keep doing it? And it's like, you know, it's, it's cool. Like, I mean, they are easier to use. I mean, they're going to make vinyl longer than they are going to make CDs in terms of like, I think in terms of like being able to go to a store, I think like you'll buy, you'll be able to go into a store and buy more, right. Buy vinyl, uh, longer than you'll be able to buy right, CDs. Right. Um, so there's that kind of thing. Like, but that's not why I started buying them. I started buying them cause you know, that's what you did. I mean, I bought cassettes when I first started listening to music, but, um, but no, clearly CDs, you can <laughs> skip to the next two. Why do you, I mean, why do you guys think that cassette tapes are, like, coming back in a, in a pretty major way in, in the sense that 
a lot of indie artists are putting their albums on out on either vinyl or cassette tapes um, and not CD at all. Actually. It's because uh, people, everybody is, uh, everything is so simple for everybody now that people are getting uh, uh, the act of like putting effort toward doing something impressive. Like, right. it's, oh, that's so cool. You have to like press a button now. Oh my right. God. You have to actually and rewind. He's, if he's that's so cute. Right. And ret- um, it's so retro. It's novel. I mean, it's great. Actually, like, it's yeah. like, but I mean, like, is it practical for a 24 year old to buy a cassette tape? No. no. Is it hip? Yeah, of course it's right. fucking hip. Because then he, is there he something brings someone over and like, I'm like, oh, and tape. That's great. Do you think there's something to the quality of a cassette tape though? That in any way, I mean, is there, is there a specific quality when you're listening to a cassette tape? Versus um, a CD. I mean, CD. at this point, I don't remember really. I, mean, I don't like, remember I, either. It's been a know, long time since I was cooler to, to 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 press play on than a CD is. Sure, but, it is. It does um, feel cool. You're actually, but isn't the deal like CDs sound better than vinyl? And then, but whatever. I mean, I mean I CDs know. are I mean, I CDs which have the digital, you know, copy of the song on it. Well, CD is a digital copy of the song, though. Right. Yeah. It's um, a physical digital copy, if you will. But I also don't you know, know anything about music production. So me saying a CD is cool, sounds better than a tape, you know, something. No, like, I mean, well, you're right. It, you're valid in saying that there's more fel- it, fidelity, actually. It, in the sense that it is going to be clearer, you know, you're going to hear things a lot more clearly uh, on on CD or, yeah. for that matter, digital downloads. Um, but I guess there is something to be said about, especially for, for vinyl there's a certain quality, like listening to old jazz records, um, that is sort of lost when you, you know, I guess that, that lo-fi sound is kind of cool to hear as opposed to listening to it on your computer, you know? It's yeah, a, isn't that the deal? Like the mono Beale records are worth more than the stereo ones and all that kind of stuff because audiophiles oh. are like, well, mono sounds better. For- right. Well, did you know actually they... Um, Remastered recently, uh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band for in stereo. I mean, no, 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 the, no, no. Sorry, not in stereo. It, it was already in stereo, but um, they remastered it in a whole different using way, modern using technology. modern uh, technology, modern production techniques, and it sounds cool. It sounds well, a bit different. It sounds cool, um, but it's also, you know, it's a different experience, obviously, than listening to it on vinyl. You know. Right, I mean, like, also listening to some of those Beatles songs in a car, on the car radio, and one of my speakers is broken or something like that, and it's like you can barely hear some of the vocals, and you can just hear the instruments sometimes. It's kind of a funny situation. But, um, but yeah, I mean, what do, what do I prefer personally? I mean, Nikki speaking. Yeah, I guess I, I've kind of always bought CDs, too, so... Um, well, that's because of your age, though. Right. I so I would. I mean, when when an album comes out that I like or I want to buy, I'll get it on CD for sure. Um, there's something to be said about vinyl, but I won't go out of my way to buy vinyl unless um, comes with the CD. <laughs> unless it comes with the CD, or unless I think it's worth. It really is worth it in a non-pretentious kind of way to actually have the vinyl. You know. Yeah. Um, like an like an old jazz record, and but to be honest, if it's an old jazz record, I'm more than likely gonna just download it. You know, I hate to say it, but that's what they want you to do. That's what you will. They want you to do the and jazz musicians. It's because the, a part of me buying a physical copy of a CD. Uh, it's also 
there's some kind of sentimental value for it where it's like, oh, this came out while I was alive and I own a physical copy of this that, you know, I can touch and that can't be taken away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it can't be deleted, deleted with one click, so to speak. And Well, um, I, I also think there is, I mean, there's something also about album art and like the way somebody put together the, the album itself, you know, the, you know, the casing and everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, you look at some of the, of Montreal, uh, album, just the, the construction of their, their CD cases. It's really cool. Or Chris Garneau actually has some really cool stuff, you know, uh, Joanna Newsom too. Joanna Newsom's as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, and on digitally you can see the pictures and stuff, but it really isn't quite the same as seeing, you know, Maybe the it's kind of neat to like flip that, through you know? the book, the little you know uh, sure. pamphlet of of lyrics. Maybe that they'll include the lyrics and looking at the liner notes or the credits on there. It's pretty cool. Um, also, I think there's just something like if I'm tr- a true fan, I like the idea of supporting the artist by actually giving by actually buying the CD. Because it is more expensive than digitally downloading it, and it's just giving a little bit more to the artist right. or giving more to their label, I guess. But I think it also just makes it a little more there's something new. M- more real about it. Like this yes. is new. I'm, I'm, I'm actually. Well, I mean, it's something in the physical world, and it's like not making me feel like I'm completely attached to my computer all the time somehow, you know, or in, you know, in this sort of, uh, you know, just more human somehow, you know. Yeah, it also, uh, um, in a way, uh, visualizes effort. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. But the upside of digital, there's so many upsides to digital. It's, I I don't blame somebody for only using digital. I mean, I do think, like, the album art thing is really the best argument for a physical copy of music, because... Digitally, like with your iPod, you can just click it in a matter of seconds. Like, oh, you're like, oh, I need to play this song really fast right now. You just flip through it, go to that song, right, really quickly. And um, for a comedy show or something, if you're running a comedy show and you're like, oh, this song would be good to intro yeah. this next guy, like you have it at, at your fingertips. Yeah. But for, That's why I have an iPod. You would, you know, unless you were DJing and Somebody gave set, me shit the other day for listening to an iPod. Oh, why? Because you didn't do it, it on was an iPhone. iPhone. Do people iPhone not too. get iPhone uh, iPods anymore? I guess no. People think it's funny now. It's great. It's not like so... a disc, man. <laughs> no. Come on. It's weird and funny, actually. That iPods the last place are I ever listened obsolete. to a disc, man, was at the corner of Olympic and Robertson in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles. Really? Yeah. What happened? Why is that the last place? Because uh, it. Uh, I was listening to uh, something on, on my bike, and it just kept skipping. And uh, it was close to my birthday, and I told Beth that I want an iPod. And I was like, yeah, Beth, she's probably going to buy me an iPod. Uh, and this is like 2003, and I got really upset, and then I started to yell, and then I was like, you know what? I took my headphones out, uh, I took the CD out, uh, and I put the CD player on the corner, and I just rode my bike, and I just left. And you you took the CD out. with you, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and then, thus, uh, that ended... That ended my that ended your relationship in a way. Yeah, ended, yeah. ended your relationship with Chumba Wumba forever. forever. <laughs> but I still get knocked down. But you know but what? I get, you up, get again. up again with the iPod. Because you know why? You're never gonna get me down. <laughs> um, yeah, this no, so in the night away. Um, 
You know, I, I think the last time I listened to Discman was probably in high school. Like when I was a senior in high school. I mean, that in our car we had around the, the same time that I stopped listening, <laughs> right? I, I, I guess, yeah, yeah, maybe a couple of years later because uh, we, we had, had the, the, the connecting. Uh, our car team. was an old car, so and it had, had a cassette player. And we had... Ooh, when did the, you get the CD player? When we got the money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so we had that att- that attachment, that cassette that would attach to the CD player. It's funny because people don't even need to use that anymore, really. Um, oh, no, Drew does. Oh, Drew does. Yeah. 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 Whatever yeah. borrows car, I have to I use that. It's great. Oh, awesome. you know what's funny is... So I told you about how our older brother uh, got in a car accident with a deer, basically. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, the deer was in the car. He was about to buy a new car recently, and he just thought, you know what? I'm not really into, like, these new cars. I'd rather just repair my car that, like, I'd rather spend the money on the car that I damaged than yeah. getting a new car. And so he's still going to keep this old, older car, older Toyota Corolla, which still has a tape deck in it. And I think that's kind of cool in yeah, a way, you know. Because our old Mercedes, my old Mercedes... Uh, 1990 190E 2.3 it had like a cassette player uh, thing but it also had like slots for you to like hold your cassettes in you know like yeah, you press funny. a button the thing would open you you actually you could store your cassettes in there I thought that was kind of cool about a neat thing about well, so what should we do well they're gonna smoke cigarettes they're gonna want ash and they're gonna put their you know, cassette tapes in the, in, <laughs> right. the, in the center console. So it's funny. It's yeah. funny. Only six at a time, though. You know, there's only six slots. You know, well, you better who has more than six tapes. My uh, actually Huey Lewis in the news. Sure. Uh, my Mercedes one ninety. Oh, my Mercedes one ninety. Actually, the when I got to use somebody changed it to a CD player. Actually, well, what's funny is when uh, when I first got my driver's license. Uh, we had a hand-me-down car. It was a 1986 Toyota Camry um, in Burgundy. And uh, a month into me getting my license uh, that year, that February, uh, our car got, my car got stolen out of the student parking lot at my high school. You could, I found out then that you could open the door doors with a pair of scissors and you could start the ignition with a pair of scissors. On, on all on 80s Toyotas, Japanese cars, and From Fords. like 85, Toyotas and Hondas from like 85 and Ford, to 92 and Ford, and Ford, like man. And Ford, yeah. Um, pretty insane. Anyway, so they f- we had some cassette tapes in there and a couple CDs. And uh, a month later, uh, they found the car. It got towed, and we had to get it impound. We, by the way, this, this is the collection of uh, tapes that we had in there. Yeah, we had Billy, was, yeah. Billy Joel's... Uh, Zanzibar. No, Billy. I Jules. mean, Billy Jules. A Fifty Second Street. We had Madonna's Immaculate Collection. We had Duran Duran Seven and the Ragged Tiger. We had um, a mixed CD a that mixed had CDs like jazz, with, which had like tape. It had like Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, it had it had Nine in Tunisia, Dizzy Gillespie, and Charlie Parker. No, and it also had a um, Steal Away, Robbie Dupree, also on that. Anyway, we had all these things on there in there, and when we got the car back. Only one thing remained out of all the music. They stole every other piece of music. This one thing remained. What was it? Wouldn't hold out much for the Credence. It was the Duran Duran Seven and the Ragged Tiger. That's the shittiest one you named. Oh, and that's actually one of the best. 
Oh. On there, oh, it's like such I a said, great record. And what names. what did they do with that one though? It was jammed into the tape deck, and it was virtually you know unplayable because they were trying to break it. They were so, so they were so mad have about Duran. Have you actually heard that record? Yes, I'm kidding. It's, it's good, but it is the least favorite of the ones you named. Oh, I well, yeah, probably I, even I was, Robbie Dupree. No, what are you talking I about? That's one of my Robbie favorite Dupree. songs, no doubt about it, man. I'm convinced you guys started this podcast just so you can drop Robbie Dupree's name. <laughs> Why don't Which leads me into why I only have one cassette tape and it's a Robbie Dupree. Well, that was on the CD, though. Um, In any event, so I guess guess that the whole lesson of that, this whole story, I guess, is what I'm telling you is for me, I guess physical media is a little bit of a nostalgic kind of thing, I guess, you know? Sure, Um, definitely. I guess it's actually mainly that. Well, I mean, you know, you have to think of the way kids are listening to music now and it's here's another thing about physical media you're kind of if you're buying an album you're kind of i hate to say forced i don't want to say forced because i i don't like the idea of having a negative connotation but you're i guess there's a little bit more of a feeling like you're going to listen to the whole album whereas now because everything is digital you can just buy a song from the album yeah you don't track world and then you don't have to it's a tracky track world you're not you're not going to feel inclined to want to maybe listen to the whole album whereas because you have a physical copy and you're like oh or you have it and you're playing it on your cd player or something like that and you're like it'll just play to the next one even you know and you're just this is cool. Just, you can listen to the other songs by this artist and not just your favorite one that you heard on the radio or something. Yeah, like um, with Joanna Newsom's album East, I bought, well, I got, my older brother got that album for me for Christmas um, in 2006. And uh, that album, you wanted to sit down and listen to the whole thing through. Like every time you listen to one song, you're like, I got to listen to the rest of the album. Um, because, first of all, it's that good, but it's also maybe had something to do with the idea that I owned the physical copy where I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm starting this CD up. I want to, I'm just going to sit here and listen to the whole thing through. It was almost meditative actually well, to you listen know, to the whole thing. Same thing with, you know, the blood, sweat and tears album that we, you know, their self-titled album. We had just heard, you know, spin and wheel on, on the radio on in high school. K Earth 101. And we were just like, Oh man, this is so awesome. If we were live, if we were in high school today, we might've just bought that track online but because we bought the album, the CD, we learned that that whole album is freaking awesome, actually. And I just thought that was really cool. Um, yeah. Oh, that's another thing. Yeah. Right. You buy. You listen to one track, and well, I just was. I just you you that. get a whole album because of that one track, and you realize that the whole album. You you realize that you didn't even know about these other songs. That oh, even that's existed. what I said before. Yeah. yeah. It turns out Smash Mouth is a good band. <laughs> Well, they had, you know, might as well be walking on the sun, man. Might as well be listening to the Um, sides. Now, Jeff, you have how many CDs in your collection of CDs? Have Have you ever counted? No, I have a ton, though. I have like a... Yeah, I have a bunch. How do you... And you alphabet... You do it alphabetically or what? Yeah, it's just alphabetically. Uh Um, Greg has a CD collection, right? It's not that extensive, though, is it? Yeah, yeah. He has a bunch, but he's, you know, moved a bunch and sold... uh, Giving away all the uh, stuff. Uh, no, I just have them because I haven't had to uh, get rid of them yet. Is that your? Would that is that like one of your most prized, prized possessions? possessions? Is, is your CD, CD collection? collection? 
Uh, I don't know if it's prized, but it's like, yeah, I mean, because a lot of it was free. So a lot of it, you know, free slash stolen. But uh, Jeff used to work at Rasputin well, <laughs> Records. Oh, should I not say that? Should oh, I cut that out? Edit that out? It doesn't, no one's listening. It's fine. Cut it out. Uh, and they also closed. But uh, no, I mean, it's neat to have those things. But like, you know, if I had to move, I would. I'd get rid of them if I had to. Really? Oh, wow. I'm, I mean, I'm surprised you really. were, you're not as attached to them. I would I mean, be sad I am, to but I mean, I'm like not unrealistic about it. Like if it was hindering uh, something in my life, I would get rid of them. Oh, would there be certain CDs that you would definitely want to keep? Yeah, I'd obviously. keep like a hundred, but. What, all Ryan Adams? He has, he doesn't have a hundred. Or Mike Doty, or Mike Doty, I'm sorry. They both collectively don't have a hundred, but I would keep all their stuff. Uh, uh, then Counting Crows too, I guess. Sure, them too. Uh... <laughs> Still, not altogether, they don't have under. But no, no, I'm, uh, I, I, of course. Uh, yeah, I would, yeah, of course, I keep some. You don't have to. Get, I don't have to get rid of everything. Yeah, but we're getting rid of everything. Everything must go. Everything must go. Um, um, yeah. Cool. Um, and well, I'm a little different. I any anything any CD that I bought or even just own, I would feel sad to part ways with it. I guess. Um, Definitely ones that I bought though. Um, oh yeah, because they there's a specific moment that I that's attached to me buying those. Like oh, I, I remember I mean, like this time in my life. Pay for and, them, it's still right. Yeah, I'm sure. Like with most of your CDs that you own, you you have like a memory attached. Yeah, to of course. Whether or not you at a certain time you stole it or, or got it for free. Right. It, they like to mention the stealing part. Um, <laughs> and, and Jeff, you did bring up a good point before is you're physicalizing the memory. You know, it makes it more real to you. Sure. Literally more real than a digital thing that you click the button to buy, you know? Here's another thing about um, physical merchandise, uh, whether it's vinyl or CDs or cassette tape, is that you can, if you're a band, I like the idea that y- you you have something to either give away or sell at your shows. Um, I guess you could give like a little cards to, to somebody at a show saying, Hey, download my, my album, but wouldn't you rather, uh, sell or give away a CD at a show to a fan who liked what you played. And that would already make them want to go home and listen to it or listen to it on their car ride home, you know, than seeing a a card that you didn't spend that much time making, you know? Right. Exactly. Um, and, it's it's an immediate uh, way to gain a fan is by actually having a physical copy of of your album. Um, so now, that's definitely one up for right. And all, here's another point: is if you haven't ever been to Amoeba in Los Angeles, I mean, it really is a cool spectacle to see. I all mean, these Amoeba in in San Francisco or Berkeley too, but especially, right, but especially in Los, in Los Angeles, Angeles is really big, and it's just this vast collection of physical copies of music and it's and movies actually and, and movies, but it's really impressive just to see that site and you can't do that. You know, again, it's just this idea of making it actual re, you know, it, physicalizing it in your reality, you know? Uh, and it's an impressive site to see. And it's a really, it's really cool. Um, I keep thinking, I, I'm just having this image in my head where like eventually we'll, I'll be kind of hooked up in a virtual reality world where we'll be able to go to a virtual reality version of Amoeba and pick out digitally the music we want to do. Oh, that's but interesting we can idea. See it, we can hold it virtually in our hands, you know, but not in reality, you know. Um, I wonder if that'll happen. That sounds like a waste of time. No, yeah, sure, probably. 
But well, I, I guess it, I mean, it, what is it, it's it's the kind of idea where anything. people are just living in a, a in a digital world. I'm sure that could happen to a degree where, in the same way, people uh, get addicted to like World of Warcraft and things like that. They'll like be in though their lives are in that game. You know, they're living according to those games. You know, so um, now. Jeff, you used to, other than Rasputin, you also worked at Warehouse Music at one point, correct? Yeah, yeah, in Los Angeles. Well, and, and San Francisco a little bit, too. Now, when you saw that go out of business, how did you, did you have any feeling? Did you, like, were like, oh, wow, that's a definitely an end of an era? Or what, how did you feel about that when that happened? Yeah, it was, it was, it's a bummer, because I used to uh, hang out with somebody that lived right around there. Uh, and I could see that place from their par- their apartment or whatever. Yeah, it's a, it was a bummer. Um, when Rasputin went out of business, it was kind of a bummer. Um, yeah, you know, it's it, I knew it was going to happen, but I was I was you know slightly more bummed out because I knew people that worked there that didn't have a job anymore, and the guy that ran it was a POS. But um, yeah, of course it's you know it sucks, but you know Amoeba, Amoeba's still there and stuff. Right. But uh, but I, I guess thought it was. Oh, sorry. Yeah, of course, yeah. I thought when Tower Records went out of business, that was a real sign of the time is changing, you know, yeah, like that was a, a big deal in a way. Cause I always remembered when growing up passing by, uh, the tower records on sunset Boulevard, um, well, and tower video as well and tower video too. But, uh, you know, tower records was just that sunset Boulevard tower records was so iconic in a lot of ways. Right. You know? yeah. Had that mural of Michael Jackson and other artists. Well, I also remember version records, version Megastore on sunset five in the sunset five, Area. For those of you listeners who don't know what we're talking about, these are all sort of Hollywood landmarks, or used to be Hollywood landmarks. Right, right. Um, but we used to go into Hollywood. We So in, in Hollywood, we used to go to this Virgin Megastore, and we used to play... Video games. Video games there, actually. They always had like these you demos. Know, video games, demos and stuff like that you can play and while you were browsing you know, video games or music and stuff like that. And I thought that was cool. And that, that is actually <coughs> something that is still physicalized, actually, which is interesting to me is video games. They still have... You can download video games. Yeah, but it seems like most people now download them, though. Do they really? Like, for, like, Switch and stuff like that? Yeah, not for... for, I mean, for everything. You know, like, when Nate was living with me, like, you know, uh, he would... Like, you know, it's still a $65 game, but you would download the entire thing onto your PlayStation. Really? Yeah, you can get around... You can do that. Yeah, Yeah, you can do that. I didn't know that. No, yeah. It's, I, I think, think you still have to buy copies. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't play video games nowadays, but like, I'm pretty sure most of them are downloaded straight to well, your console now. Really? I, 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 will, I, will, I, I think you're, you're right for... But Nintendo specifically still does use... Um, I, I don't know. It, it's not a cartridge, but it is like a physical thing that you can hold. Um, right, right, um, right. No? But, you know, any games, they still have those available, but people do download... Like, even... Um, I know people who have for uh, they got the new SNES Classic, and um, by the way, those are all digitally installed into that system uh-huh. um, as opposed to having cartridges. But um, I even heard of people augmenting those SNES Classics to download games like Chrono Trigger that um, don't come with that actual system. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I guess people in the long run really only care about the game or the music. Um, I know, but I, I guess part of it is, but you know, you, there was some cool ritual ritual when a game came out and you had to go to the store and get it. And you were like, 
I just there's something or even renting a video game, you know, going like, to Blockbuster or something and renting a video game. I like the idea game. of playing. Oh, I'm not finished okay. talking about this. You're renting a video game and you're trying to decide what well, which video game should I rent? And you can physically see copies and see what it might be like and uh, you know, it's like and you got out of the house to do it. It was just well, like I, you were being more active and even in finding a video game. You I know? like the idea of playing a video game or listening to an album the way it was meant to be played or heard um, according to how the artist put it out, you know? Um, yeah, that's, I, I always, when I buy a CD, I always listen to it the first time all the way through and then I put everything else on random and listen to it. Right. I put the record on random, but the first time I listen to it, uh, it's all the way through. And also, like, our dad owns, like, a huge Ooh, jazz record collection or he has a huge jazz record collection. A lot of those records are, are worth a lot of money probably. And you'll never hear of any digital downloads being worth a lot of money. You know, it's just not going to happen. Well, it's, how can it be? It's air. I, I know. Exactly. It's nothing. And everything at once. Um, and without getting it into it too much and sounding like a dork, is the same thing going on with uh, you don't have to worry too much. comic books too, where you just download the visual and oh, people been doing that. Is that people do that with people do that? Well, people do that. I think with that's a thing. Even. Yeah, people I've do that with that, Kindle. You know, I've seen know. that on like iPads and stuff where they download the graphic novel, really? but they don't actually. It's not physical. It's like it's all, wow. which makes sense. That's easily translated because it's all visual. Yeah, I get it, but, but uh, there is something interesting. also like a comic book store that's like a hangout for, you know. Hey, man, you're talking to a kid that had to go to a comic book store for two hours every Saturday with his dad. Yeah, isn't that funny? <laughs> but it is something. Now it turns out my friends like my dad more than I. But it's like there's a certain. Me. There's Actually, it's funny you say that just now because that specific instance that you just said, you can use both. It's weird. I looked it up recently. I know that is weird. It is uh, weird. But, uh, I looked it up recently. Yeah. Old man um, loves his comics. Digital kills, you know, certain, well, for one, just certain rituals that you might have had. And also, and you, what the argument could be like, well, now I have time to do other stuff. And it's like, but those are kind of fun things to do. So you're killing things that you have, you're making time for, I mean, well, now what do you have time to do? I mean, you have free time to do oh, what wait, else? Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I mean, it is something. It, it is actually more than me. That that's the correct way. That specific instance right there, it's more than me. Not you can't use I. So you were correct, correct. You were correct in correcting yourself, Jeff. So there you go. You heard it here first, folks. You know that's that's a big thing that people you know argue with us about, like having smartphones and stuff like that. Is like, well, now you can save your you, you can it can make your time more convenient. You can save your time. Well, that's completely different because it, without getting into it too much, having a smartphone. You're also hindering other people. It's a completely different thing. I understand. I'm just saying, in with regards to you freeing up time, in the same respect, like oh, you you're freeing up time if you can buy things digitally instead of having to go to the store and doing it. But maybe you have a point. Maybe it's not the same. No, but I mean, thing. like, but that's that's I mean, not that's what not Jeff. The, that's not what Jeff was saying. That's not the no. That's not what I was saying. But that's also not the point. I mean, do you think the point of the evolution of how we listen to music is to save time or to save physical? you know, resources. Like I, I'm, I, I feel like an asshole because I'm still buying I think, oil discs I think, to listen to my music. I on, think it's but, both. I, I think, think it's both. Um, I think it's both. Like you can, I don't think time's necessarily a factor. I think it's like just, con- I mean, yes, time, it's more convenience. convenience. Yeah, convenience. And time, time is, convenience, is definitely a convenience. Like, no, trust me, Jeff, but it's because we haven't talked about, but it's also about waste. It's, it is about not having as much. That's not waste. That's part of it. Yeah. But I think it's definitely time. Are you kidding me? Like, 
remember when Netflix was just DVDs? It's like you'd have to wait for it to come in what? the mail. Now we can instantly watch it streaming, and now nobody does DVD. D- Netflix. Netflix. Sorry, not familiar. Okay, very funny. Is that like Google? Um, not really. So it's clearly time. It's obviously know, time. It's like, <clears throat> I want to watch it now. I don't want to watch it no, three yeah, days from now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and other times you'd have to drive, leave, actually leave your house and go buy. Is it true? Rent. Time is money. Is that a thing? <laughs> uh, it is in a way. Well, your point. Here's, here's the thing. Actually, here's um, an upside and downside to digital uh, media is that, okay, with something like Netflix, um, you can stream, you can binge watch a TV show, you know? You can watch so many episodes in one day, you know? You waste your whole day watching episodes of an, a show, which in a way is bad because you kind of, if, especially if it's a new show, it kind of ruins the experience of, you know, letting it sink in each episode Again, each week. Again, it, it keep, like all but, of the digital not, stuff okay, kind of on, kills uh, rituals but, in but, a way. No, hold on. But I will say, if, you, if you're uh, applying that to music, I like the idea that, when things are released digitally, digitally, it gives people the opportunity to listen to more music. Actually, they're opening their ears and eyes to to a, a bigger world That's and true. more genres. I mean, in fact, you know, the three of us are really into like fifties and sixties music, and I got to tell you, I learned a lot about from that YouTube. stuff from from researching stuff on the internet and, and looking up on YouTube and seeing related videos. And I'm like, Oh, what is this song? I've never heard before. Even like my dad telling us about old jazz standards when we were younger, we'll, we'll like revisit those and learn something about another song from that same artist that, that my dad didn't even know about, you know, like right. my dad was saying like, man, how do my sons know more about some of these things that, because they I have would, the internet. was popular back when I was... If you didn't have the internet, you'd have to go hang out with idiots at a record store. Right, exactly. You'd have to hang out... Sorry, exactly. you guys are great. Well, it, it's funny you say that because there was a thing to that too where you would go to like Tower Video and you would talk to the guy who knew so much about movies and has seen like every movie that's in that store and you would talk to them about like the movie you're checking out and you know, they, they'd have their own opinion on it. And or there you was something kind of cool about that in a way. Or right? you'd go to, you know, that on, on Crescent Heights and, uh, 94 video, 94 video. Uh, and the guy there would just tell you, he would ruin, up, the, whole ruin the whole movie before you, you know, right when you were checking out with him, you know, and it was just like, okay, thanks a lot. I'm about to watch this right now. Yeah. He, there was this guy who's a Vietnamese guy. His son went to uh, elementary school and middle school with us. And this guy, Duke, he owned a 94 video on Crescent Heights and, and Sunset Boulevard in Los Angeles. And if you rented like something like a violent uh, picture or a horror movie, he, he'd be like, oh, no, don't, don't rent this. Like, this is how it ends. You don't want to see that. And we're like... <laughs> Uh well yeah thanks for ruining the movie and it was also funny to see that we do place, want to see it actually uh before I it went out of business but as the years were going by the porn section would grow and grow it's kind of a funny thing to oh, see no pun intended <laughs> oh yeah no pun intended yeah. it really wasn't intended but um it was kind of funny to see that and I was thinking like maybe he's trying to you know, clearly, like their times are changing, and maybe he's trying to get more business, generate more business. But and and now you only have 
anytime you see a video store still open, it's really going to be like a very niche thing. It, it's very like, it's going to really play up the whole vintage quality of it. Yeah. And a lot of those Same are closing down. Same thing with a porno too. store. I guess Who's so, going yeah. to a fucking porno store? I don't know. Who's buying a physical movie from a store? That's right. Times Square used to be filled with those. Movie. In, who's in, buying a naked movie who's from buying, a dude? Who's buying digital porn actually anymore? Who's That's buying point. digital but porn? But who's leave whatever who's going to these basically places? well actually you wouldn't see paul rubens paul rubens would be able to just go and watch something at home well i don't in know in his a, kitchen or whatever it is yeah i guess he keeps I his guess computer right is that he could have done that back then actually I, uh, I don't know um yeah but it wasn't thrilling i guess that's, so. that's funny um but yeah i mean i i guess with movies though you know it, it does take on a different thing, you know, where like, you know, some people value their, their VHS collection or DVD collection. Yeah, but VHS is, definitely, that de- deteriorates. That does deteriorate in the same way cassette tapes do, actually. And um, I stopped buying DVDs way before, well, I still buy CDs, but I gave up on physical movies. Like, the only, I, I, I'd say I have about 50 movies on DVD, and they're only because there's something that, like, it's hard to find and I want to give it to someone to borrow. A lot of them are documentaries and stuff. So like, uh, I think the movies, I've pared it down a bunch, but the, the movies I have now are like, oh, you've never heard of this? You should put this in your thing and watch right. it. Right, because you um, can't find it elsewhere. Yeah, it's harder to find. There's certain movies, you know, rights, yeah. are, rights are always going back and forth. And right, right. The more independent the movie it is, then it, you know, eventually it's harder to find. But uh, What I like about, and that goes for music too, what I like about physical copies of, of, of albums or music is that, uh, Sometimes they're out of print and you can't find them digitally at all. And the only way you can get them is getting a used copy of this thing. Like, That's right. Like that Gary Portnoy album, the guy who wrote the theme song, yeah, Cheers for, the, no for You Audience yeah. members. They're not making that anymore. His, his self-titled debut album from 1981, I believe. And there's some really good songs on it. And I got it from my older brother for Christmas before. And I had to order it from a guy on eBay who lived in England. Did you put it on your own computer before you gave it to your brother? No, it was vinyl. It's a record. Oh, it was a record. It, it's not available. It was not available. Not available. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I used to have a record player. Oh, I still do. You can hook it up to your computer. and You can do that, yeah. yeah. We got, uh, I think our dad got us that for one, one year. So that means your brother listens to records? He d- he actually mainly listens to CDs himself, but he does have a record player, um, and he owns some records. Um, but something that you did say, Jeff, was like letting people borrow something. I mean, even CDs, Jeff has let us borrow some of his CDs. Um, and there is something, even that you're physicalizing the shared experience. You know what I mean? There's something. It's like the process tra- it's of like letting us trading borrow cards your thing. Or something, it's like you know? trading cards or letting us. Uh, there's just something cool about that, even yeah. or letting it. Yeah, I, I don't know. As opposed to just sending it to us via email or something. Yeah, it's like totally. You know. um, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess with the films though I, I do obviously these things like Netflix or Hulu definitely have their advantages I mean it's you know we can watch so many things now you know that we had to really go seek out before and in one respect seeking out was kind of a cool adventure but in another respect like it was a waste of gas it was a waste of gas yeah and a waste of time and it, well not a waste of time but it, it did take up time and it, it did take was up time, cool but again, to be able to like and and if you actually got that copy of of the VHS or DVD, it might skip or it might have some problems. Like 
we rented from from that ninety four video before um, that that place that Duke owned. Um, we rented a chorus line, the movie uh, version of a chorus line, and when we first rented it, it had a lot of problems with the tape. It well, again, a VHS lot and, and cassette deteriorated. Like, you know, tape is not the best. And with format. a digital copy of that, that is not a DVD. That's just going to be streaming. The only thing you have to worry about is your internet connection, I guess. But um, after that, really, it's well. Something cool about DVDs also is they have like special features and stuff like that, and uh, you know, commentary and things like that. And you could get that. I suppose you could have that digitally, but I don't know of anyone getting. For instance, like on Netflix, for instance, you just rent the movie. You know, you don't you don't rent special features and stuff like that. When you have the DVD. It's like there as a bonus, and you're like, oh, let me check this out as well, right. you know. And it's always cool to hear like, like um, uh, my friend had a few of the Simpsons DVDs, and I would listen to just them, you know, talking about. It's not your friend; it's our friend. Okay, whatever. It's all of our friend. <laughs> sure, uh, but it was fun, you know, listening to the commentary on those episodes as they went through the episode too, and just kind of them talking about like, oh, that writer wrote that joke right there. Oh yeah, it's or kind of fun you know, I. Purposely bought. Uh, I actually never really got into buying DVDs at all. But one of the few DVDs that I bought was uh, the TV series Stella. I bought the box set, which is only like two or three discs, and um, it's a really cool thing to have the commentary because there's some really cool Easter eggs in it, and then you find out that there's like an Easter egg uh, Stella short in it somewhere that you you can find and. Um, that's a really cool thing about having that DVD. I guess Blu-ray never really caught on, and I, I'm not. If we're going to just speak a little bit on that, I mean, to be honest, I don't really like thing, seeing things in HD. I know this is a whole separate topic, but HD is when it's too. I crisp, think HD is fine. I think 3D is weird. Well, like the, the 3D TVs and stuff that makes it look too. Well, I think weird. Are are three? Wait, three D. Which TVs? ones are the ones where it makes? They're HD TVs where they kind of make it look like some weird BBC show, even though it's like, uh, you know, yeah, you're just watching Pulp the, Fiction. But the it, better it, the picture, the more unrealistic it is. It is. It's in a weird way, right? Well, it's because we're. Yeah, it's very interesting that you see. It. Yeah, it has this. It doesn't look like film anymore. You know, it looks like this. Yeah, I don't want to live in a movie. I just want to watch it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. If exactly. it's really happened to me, it's not that fun. Right, yeah, exactly. If it's really happening, it's not that fun. Um, although, yeah, there, you can argue for other points on that. Augustus uh, Galoop had a good life. That'd be fun. But Well, it looks like you're watching like a play, yeah, like a BBC play or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, my, sorry, Max? I was just going to say my friend Matt has like over a thousand DVDs or something like that. Oh, man, that's a lot. Um, anyway, do we... Oh, have- I was going to say the reason Blu-ray didn't catch on was because... They they came out at a time when basically digital started to I mean like streaming started taking over basically and it just became obsolete you know at a certain I point. mean why didn't why I mean, didn't it still uh, exist but it's like why didn't uh, Laserdisc catch on I mean probably because it was so big but the the quality of Laserdisc was supposed to be comparable or even slightly better than DVDs actually but I right. guess it never caught on because um, so big. I and mean, we had a friend who had a laser disc, though. Laser and we disc have player. we have what just a disc. Player? We did. Do you know this, Jeff? They actually look like vinyl records that you would push into like a 
it looked like Laserdisc player, but it wasn't Laserdisc. It was like a vinyl disc player for movies. And we had movies on these vinyls. Um, it was really cool. We had, I remember watching Diner, the movie Diner on that. Or, um, and we had the movie Missing with Jack Lemmon on there. It's, it's just really cool. Like, it's really, and we had the Muppet, uh, the Muppet movie on there. So too, you actually. had all the hits. We had all the hits. All three hits that you knew. And we would watch some movies like that. It's so weird. It, I mean, it's kind of funny now I'm would thinking about it. you have to turn it over? Yeah, you would have to turn it over, yeah. It was also kind of funny that we had, uh, when when people were still doing VHS, we had um, a separate rewinder, you yeah, know? we did. We had a separate rewinder. That's so funny. Because, did it look like a car? Yeah. Yeah, it looked like a car. Um, I just thought that was funny that... Uh, did you have one as well? No, I just think it's funny that you can make a thing that doesn't have a reverse on it. You tell me all these buttons and one of them doesn't go the opposite way. What a weird thing. Yeah, I like the VCR. Do you want reverse? No, I'll buy the other thing. That well, but also, also I think those... You're making a VCR that doesn't go backwards. Those good. rewinders were useful because I think rewinding on a VCR damaged the tape more than using one of those rewinders. I don't know how. Blockbuster never told me that, so... Yeah, well... Blockbuster you was... Have you ever rented a videotape? You've rented a videotape, yeah. Oh, plenty. Yeah. You ever smoked a cigarette on an airplane? No, I've never smoked a cigarette. There you go. Did, have you ever smoked a cigarette in an airplane? No. How old do you think I am? I don't know. 52? <laughs> <laughs> it's from all those cigarettes you've been smoking on a plane. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, now, you know, isn't that kind of crazy that that was a thing even, you know? I mean, you should see like how there was a smoking area on a plane. So we had so many really going to get through all the whole plane, you know? We had so much VHS growing up because our there was this channel. You make it sound gross. There was this channel called the, the Z channel, I believe it was yeah, called. Yeah. And my dad... Before HBO. They, it was before HBO, and they they had movies uncensored, unedited. And, I don't and it wasn't it was cable, by the way. It was just like... It was a TV channel that just did that for some reason. And uh, my dad recorded a lot of movies on VHS from that channel. And so we have a big collection of recorded movies from the Z channel. But a lot of them are, you know, as we said before, there's the, the two, you know, they, the lose quality. Of, I mean, VHS is not. I think uh, we owned a copy of uh, uh, Keep Up. Well, no, 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 that's not what I was going to say. Um, we owned a copy of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure from that. And, um, Max and I wore that tape out. We we you wore it we used out. to watch that over and over again when we were kids. Literally watch it, rewind it, watch it again, rewind it. We just kept going with that that VHS. It was a good one. Be- Beetlejuice was another one we had, and Max unfortunately broke it. We had a basketball I didn't, hoop that actually I didn't fell break it. on top of that VHS, and it literally people broke think, I remember I, that. People I remember think it was that. my fault that I broke it. But people people think it was my fault. But, I just saw. I just seen the basketball hoop fall over and hit it. I Mom didn't do said, it. Don't play ball in the house. <laughs> I didn't do it myself. People thought I did it. it was <laughs> my fault. People, people. Again with the people. People are people, so I should be. Um, you and I should get along so awfully. Uh, but yeah, again, just to bring up the other point, as we said, just to you know hammer it home, I guess. I mean, digital clearly has its advantages. I mean, you can watch things instantly, streaming-wise, you know. It's just much more convenient in that sense. Yeah. We're also recording this on a computer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Digitally, yeah. Digitally, which you could not do, yeah. I mean, yeah. Sorry, our analog computer. Yeah, our analog. I know, but uh, sure, but that's, yeah. 
Um, it's a little bit different because, you know, CDs still have the digital copy on it. It's, I'm just, anyway. Well, uh, no, I, I would argue that, you know, with radio shows, they used to record all the episodes onto, like, cassette tape or even CDs, you know? I have all the copies of the, my radio show that I did in, on Calex on CD. You have them all on CD, huh? Yeah, yeah. I have them on cassette tape. Who's oh, cool. really? I do, yeah. Our older brother has them all on cassette tape, too. It's pretty funny. I have actually. them on 8-track. Oh, they had that at Calex. Oh, well, yeah, I let them borrow it. Um, but anyway, I guess uh, the final word here is that while digital has its advantages... I guess it'll always not have what physical has, which is um, it'll never possess that nostalgic quality that have owning a physical copy of a, an album or media. Right. Produces. And I guess the reason for that is, you know, nostalgia is related to not just, it's related to all your senses really, you know, even the, the smell of that packaging or whatever, you know, or, and the touch of it. Whereas you're limiting yourself just to, to the sight, you know. And or in the ear, the, the hearing. Obviously. It's less human in that sense, you know. Um, clearly, we're all three here for, well... Advancements in technology. Oh, I wasn't going to say that. That wasn't what I was going to say. Uh, you know, the, uh, I guess Max We have a big nostalgic in uh, inclination Sorry. for physical copies of things. Uh, but we obviously, we do recognize the advantages of digital, you know, just purely digital things, you know. Jeff, any final word on the subject? Kids are getting robbed. Oh, interesting. Is that, that's really how you feel about it? Kids are getting Like on a daily basis, like there's a lot of stick ups and stuff in the city. Um, no, kids are getting robbed on, um, you know, charm. We'll edit that out by the way. Uh, Do what you want. No, I'm joking. Um, Uh, yeah, kids are getting robbed a little bit. Yeah. That's fine. But they don't know it, so it's good. Right. Ignorance is bliss, I guess. Or, yeah. Thank you, Jeff, for joining us on this uh, episode of Splitting Hairs with Max and Nikki. You're welcome. And thank you all for tuning in to another edition of Splitting Hairs with Max and Nikki. Tune in next time.